Welcome to the University of Wyoming Today. On this program, you'll hear about what's making the news and about the people and events at UW. You'll also learn about some of the leading research that's taking place at one of the region's top universities. And now, here's today's edition of the University of Wyoming Today. Hi, Jim Kearns with you. Today we'll be looking at some new educational opportunities for University of Wyoming students, including the opening of a new STEM facility, along with efforts to attract more students into engineering and to get more minority students interested in science and mathematics. But first, the world is revisiting the music of David Bowie following the pop icon's recent death at the age of 69. University of Wyoming American Studies professor Ulrich Adelt has studied Bowie's output during the three years he lived in West Berlin during the late 1970s. He became much more real in his own ways. I mean, there were personal reasons, too, because he wanted to get off of drugs and he wanted to, uh, he was divorcing his wife. There were a lot of other personal reasons, but it helped him to kind of be in a place where he said nobody knew him, nobody cared who he was. So that was what he was looking for, and that, that's what he found. And he lived with uh, Iggy Pop, with a, you know, an American uh, rock artist at the time. So he didn't necessarily engage a whole lot with German people while he lived there, but he did en- engage a lot with German culture. He went to a lot of museums, um, he went to a lot of bars and, and nightclubs, and so that's, that, that was a huge influence on his music. And he started to strip down, the music was very stripped down at that point. He started to wear um, plaid, je- you know, plaid shirts and jeans, and uh, so that was a different turn in his life from the sort of flamboyant glam rock kind of, you know, androgynous per- persona that he'd had before. And American Studies professor Ulrich Adelt says that in retrospect, most music observers consider Bowie's music from that Berlin period to be among the best of his artistic career. At the time, there were mixed reviews. But um, I think, uh, you know, and in retrospect, people call it the Berlin Trilogy. So three of his albums are called the Berlin Trilogy. So there's sort of a re-evaluating of that period that comes after. And it was important in many ways because his music shifted to a different direction. He made more instrumental music and he made more music that was synthetic. And so um, he kind of was looking forward in some ways to the 1980s. A lot of the music that came in the 1980s was very much influenced by that particular time period of Bowie's career. But by any measure, David Bowie holds a unique place among the most creative and innovative artists in pop culture history. As spring semester classes get underway at the university, the dynamics of the campus will be changing. That's because as many as 900 students at any one time will be taking classes in the new Michael B. Enzi STEM facility, north of Lewis Street, away from the historic main campus area. The building will host freshman and sophomore science and math classes and laboratories. Mathematics professor Brian Shader says this facility will provide a new level of learning experiences to students. The way that students are learning, the way that, that uh, we're learning about 
effective teaching is, is mandating that we change the, the environment. So it's got to be an environment that allows um, more collaborative work, an environment that, that um, allows um, more uh, active learning, and, and an environment that, that's uh, an exciting place to be, an environment when, when possible you actually see uh, light coming into rooms, and when possible you actually get to see other disciplines in action. And so the NZ building was designed with that in mind. Um, recognizing the way that we do science nowadays is, is changed. It's changed over the last 25 years. It used to be we just had theory and experiment. But now, they're, alongside theory and experiment, it is um, computational modeling, computational simulations. And so we're trying to, to blend those together in the building. So be sure to check out that new facility the first chance you get. It's bringing science and mathematics education to a whole new level in Wyoming. A couple of years ago, the state of Wyoming launched an initiative to elevate the University of Wyoming College of Engineering and Applied Science to be among the nation's leaders in research, teaching, and service. It was a multifaceted initiative that, among other things, included an effort to strengthen science and math education for students in Wyoming schools. Teddy Hoffman is coordinating the efforts to engage students in engineering at an early age. Because, in its most basic sense, being a good engineer is being a good problem solver. And I think oftentimes kids don't realize their potential to be a problem solver. And so the College of Engineering at the University of Wyoming has a number of programs in place um, to support those students to pursue engineering and realize their strength as a problem solver. New this year is our Engineers Week program where we bring professional engineers into third grade classrooms to engage you know, the next generation of engineers in a fun, hands-on activity. It also provides the opportunity for our professional engineers to engage with our youth so that they realize, you know, what does an engineer look like? What did they do? Um, and it provides the opportunity for them to ask questions about what it means to be an engineer. And if you'd like to arrange a tour, you can call Teddy, 307-766-4336. To learn more about opportunities in engineering. And while getting students interested in science and mathematics can be challenging, it can be even more challenging to attract minority students into this field. As part of its Martin Luther King Days of Dialogue observance, the University of Wyoming formed a committee that is promoting diversity in the STEM fields. Engineering graduate student Marlon Holmes is one of the leaders on that committee. There's conditioning that happens, whether we encourage women that they're not good in math, whether we basically say that, oh, we can't find good enough African-Americans or Hispanics to be in engineering. We have created and conditioned our culture to promote certain groups and demote others. Um, and I think as long as you're honest and you challenge that, the reality is that all these children have the potential to do it, right? You know, any, if you look at any kid, they feel like they all want to be astronauts and power rangers and save the world and presidents and then by the time they're 18 
it's so starkly different, right? Like what happened? And I say that a lot of times we crush inspiration, we crush creativity, we crush drive, uh, and, and these systems have to be addressed and they have to be checked. It's been proven multiple times when you have a diversity of thought, you get better answers. If you look at some of the awesome companies that have come out of Silicon Valley, like Google, um, you know, if you want to look at a Tesla, SpaceX, there's so many things that come from having a diversity of thought that comes from just bringing in different people with different backgrounds. We don't look at problems the same. And so you go into science and technology, that different background gives you a different perspective to create something unique um, and sometimes very powerful. That's Marlon Holmes, a graduate student working in the university's Wind Energy Research Center. And he should know about that, too. Marlon received a prestigious National Science Foundation scholarship based on his demonstrated potential for significant achievements in science and engineering. And finally, we want to recognize a couple of our Extension 4-H educators who recently received national honors. Tansy Sussex of Laramie County received the Distinguished Service Award, and 4-H military educator Brittany Johnson was presented with the Achievement in Service Award. Both were recognized for their outstanding service in the youth education program. And the university's master's degree program in educational administration is receiving national honors, too. The Online Schools Center ranks the university among the nation's top 20 programs based on accreditation, tuition and fees, coursework, and degree outcomes. I'm Jim Kearns, and that's it for my time. Thanks for yours. That's it for this time. Join us again for the next edition of the University of Wyoming Today. Today.